0: Welcome to the Yellow Pill Podcast. My name is Wally. And my name is Toby. Each week, we take on familiar dilemmas and wicked problems that we all face.
1: On the Yellow Pill, you can expect intimate conversations and provocative questions that can change the way you experience the world.
0: So, shall we begin? Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the Yellow Pill Podcast. This is Wally here, as always. This episode was a good one. Uh, we caught up with. A to one of Toby's friends, now my acquaintance, um, Olamide. Olamide is based in Canada, and we spoke about literally immigrating to Canada and her journey in that sense. Um, if you were Nigerian, you know that the word Jakba, um, and what, what am I saying that with an accent? The word Jakba, yeah, just to, as I say Jakba. Um, Jakba is a term, colloquial term we use to just refer to the idea of immigrating to a place with greener pastures, and a lot of Nigerians. Particularly on Twitter, I do understand the word Jaguar as something we, many of us do aspire to do. And one of the places we all aspire to go is often, well, us being Nigeria, one of our options, very, very um, common options for us is Canada. And I think it was good to talk about that with somebody who's already experienced that and look at immigration from the lens of somebody currently in Canada. And we have done this before in the podcast with um Ayotunde, who's based in Germany. But today, Olamide spoke to us about her experience moving to Canada. We spoke a lot about her journey before migration and doing migration and life settling in there now. It was a long episode, but very, very exciting and very, very funny. I mean, we got on very, very easily. Even though I just met her on the podcast today, was, she was a very, very amazing guest, excellent woman. And, of course, also beautiful talent as well. At the end of the podcast, you understand what I mean. But, yeah, good episode, very, very fun recording it, and I hope you enjoy it, too. See you at the end, as always
1: peace anyways anyways well amde thanks for for coming on obviously like just backstory I, I know what happened i think you made you tweeted something uh, yeah you tweeted something about something about going on a podcast and potentially talking about something and i think Angela. oh really So, sort of like yeah yeah so she tweeted uh, like this is exa- the exact conversation that we're about to talk about i think she had something to say about it that she was like she mentioned she was looking for a podcast to come on then i think angela tagged us on the and i densely into her dms i'm like hey like yeah we do have a podcast and then i asked her a bit more what you want to talk about but i felt that you know because we're already locked in most episodes for this season so essentially i was like oh yeah maybe next season we'll have a conversation about it and then obviously a, a slot opened up and i was like hey you know what i know i said you know we'll do it <laughs> next season but you know we're happy to do this now and voila here we are yep
0: i'm very Thank pleased you. that happened i'm also very pleased like that you I think it's a good sign for us anyway that you, you were keen on talking about, about it. It's a good sign in the sense of conversations that happen when obviously the guests as well, the, the other person is keen on, on talking about something yeah. as opposed to us drawing out, kind of feels rich, richer in most, mm. most, most cases. Mm. Um, yeah. But before we dive into everything, I, I think okay, let me do a read of introductions again. Um, I don't know if you listen yeah. to the podcast normally. Um Okay. Okay. Cool. So that's good. I was so gonna,
1: I I gonna think... double check as well, but yeah. Because <laughs> we always so think... do we, we do we always assume to be fair, most of the folks you brought on, you know them like um I you probably talked about about podcasts a lot as well. I don't think Olambda and I have ever spoken about the podcast. So anyways it's good to do. So thank you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I think I asked also like yeah. because I think it's a good way to know what somebody expects as in from all of us in the chat because obviously she, she knows you a bit. Um wait you guys met in mm-hmm. UI I'm guessing, right? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah as yeah.
0: you said, yeah. So so obviously I'm the stranger here. Well, no more stranger than that. Now now acquaintance and hopefully friend. Yeah, after 10 down minutes the line. for
1: sure. <laughs> yeah. I qualify for I qualify yeah. though. I mean <laughs> it's it's fair. It's fair. It's fair. I'm just judging. It's fair. Yeah.
0: Uh but yeah I think I asked that because like it's good to um, know that at least like she's heard us talk about things before and then she can um, get inside into kind of people we are so i'm gonna mm. ask you a bit of a question now so knowing who toby was in ui to whatever level you knew him at, and listening on the podcast whether it's one episode now or two what do you think he's changed in any form or do you think is the same person or or your impressions mm.
2: Mm. <laughs> i don't really think it's changed because like i mean like from I feel like every time Toby talks about himself and some of his experiences, they don't, they never sound strange to me because I'm like, yeah, that was the vibe, knew, <laughs> the personality that I knew with him. So hmm. I wouldn't say he has changed Okay. no i would not say it's changed <laughs> Okay. All
1: right. so okay. I, I guess if, if people stand a consistent a consistent man but yeah okay cool interesting interesting i, interesting. Consistent. Nice. <laughs>
0: um, I mean yeah. i just asked that i didn't have a, a preferred answer in mind anyway i'm just curious um i have my own somewhere. question
1: so but okay so based on i guess one or two episodes that you've listened to what's your like what do you think the biggest difference is from your perspective between like wale and i in terms of how, the conversations ah. that we have and everything else. That's a spotlight um, question. It's yeah. to say
3: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> need to call it friend or pass. pass. <laughs>
1: um
2: so I would say that uh Wale um I don't know. Yeah, so I would say because Wale does a lot of like bringing out research papers and digging out research from somewhere and (laughs) (laughs) so wale is like the um the academia persona here and (laughs) Mm. Mm. (laughs) and then toby is more like i wouldn't say that like you're I'll, i'll say you're like a lot more sentimental Mm, and then mm. Wale is like, you know, this research book says this. You know, this particular scientist <laughs> yeah, said yeah, this. And then Tobi is like, well, you know, I understand that the scientist said this, but I feel like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> mad, mad, this is mad, so funny. Mad. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're, you're not, you're not far off. You're not far off. You're not far off. You're not far off.
2: And and I think it's a good balance to be honest. Like, because mm, you know, mm. sometimes yeah, we're it's it's a lot because I also did I did like a research master's so mm. sometimes reading papers and feeding yourself with so many ideas sometimes you need a bit of like someone that has not been you know drenched yeah. in all of those to like talk mm. to and be like what do you think about this and get like some maybe basic <laughs> um, mm. understanding and reasoning mm. <laughs> sort mm. of but then I'm not saying that like Research papers are not great. They're great because, you know, they've done the work and everything. But yeah. I'm sure <laughs> so it's a balance. No, I think that's interesting to hear,
0: to be honest, because I think also like the the comment on my research though I think that's also I think I've also involved into that it being into the podcast. Because I don't think mm. I began like that in the podcast, to be honest. I think true, I think true. I think at the pod, at the start of the podcast, which is an interesting thought. At the start of the podcast, it was just more of um giving my own raw opinions on things but i don't know i think there's a point where we got to where i just began to dive more into what the world has said about things before i gave my opinion on things and maybe yeah. i, I maybe, maybe maybe sometimes i clock into that too much i'm like yeah. <laughs>
3: but and also then, like
0: I, I think for me as well it's yeah. also fun like people don't get it but mm. i find mm. it fun like reading i can't in my office right now I'm reading research about something that some 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 weird thing. Maybe like maybe like how people um use people people, people relationship with with um devices or maybe something at like random as I don't know gymnasts. Just I, I mm. can just read like as leisure, right? And people just find yeah. like, what are you reading? I'm like I'm just chilling, right? And, mm. and that's just mm. so. I, so I think yeah. that also like fit into um easily in, in, into this
1: no to be fair i think i look forward to it and other people do because even on our last episode you know one of the questions that popped up popped up in the middle of our conversation was one of our guests asking oh but well what does the research say about it and in my head i'm like people they know this guy so that's and uh, to be fair it's good because a lot of times like you said when we're having conversations well you said it in, in regards to research but i think sometimes when we're having like social commentary conversations. We get so stuck up in the, oh, this is how I feel about it. This is my opinion. And but we don't necessarily know that we're now like ranking our opinions as sort of like the law or the letter that like, everybody has that opinion or this is the right yeah. thing. Yeah. But then you know, someone like Wally coming in and saying, okay, but this is what the research says. Like nobody's saying the research is true. The research only just shows you what's, you know, what's actually occurring and then you can then make more informed decisions or opinions about it. The, so I'm I'm awesome. yeah. definitely, definitely appreciate that. <laughs> Yeah. Alright, cool. Wally. let's let's awesome. get started.
0: Um so going yeah. back to you, obviously you've been in UI, um what state are you now in Canada or province?
2: Um, Ontario.
0: Ontario. So where did you grow up? You grew up in the Baden, then?
2: Yep. Baden.
0: So did I you go to, to by yes, the what, what <laughs> school did you go to? <laughs>
2: um, oh my god. Every time <laughs> someone <laughs> asks me what is my secondary school like, is, I know.
0: Schools.
1: Oh my god, Wally! I don't understand.
2: So, I think I'll describe it as, like, an Ibele secondary school that wanted to be hush, to, or wanted yeah. to be international. So, the name of the school is Peace Live Diversity International High School. It what was is that? very close to the house. I I That's the thing, nobody ever knows the place. <laughs> like, every time I, no, I, I say the name and someone before. knows... <laughs> I'm usually shocked that they know you know it's sleep, so yeah, it's a Um, and the the only reason my parents sent me there was because it was close to the house. And sometimes nah, I'm usually not. mad because when I got to A level, and I realized how much learning <laughs> people that went to like OBMS ISI had, mm. and the knowledge and, you know, I was angry. Um, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hate the school. The school was great. Um, They were very focused on academics. I had nine distinctions in work,
3: blah, blah, Whoa. Mad!
1: mad but, oh, my bad. God. <laughs> nine. <laughs> wow. <laughs> mad. Do you know how I many I got? Zero.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's not good. There. Bravo. That's, well done. Good, yeah. yeah Yeah. so but like when it comes to being rounded in other things and developing Mm. like other skills and even something as basic as you know being able to speak publicly all of those things like we hardly had debates you know Mm. it was Mm, yeah yeah. so the school wasn't used to make you well-rounded so i could tell the difference between myself and someone that came from like OBMS or ISI and all of that. Mm-hmm. And I was very jealous. So I used to pretend like I, I didn't like the school and I didn't like the people <laughs> from that school, <laughs> Now I totally <laughs> it was understand. I think, jealousy. <laughs> I, think yeah. I, I think
0: ISI gave you this um social yeah. ability, like you know, gave you this mm-hmm. ability to just attack people because ISI had people from all kinds of places, like all sorts. Mm-hmm. You see, you see like I said, like 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 how life is divided divided into, like, different people of different classes, different backgrounds, different types. Even the young Nigerian, were still different kinds, like. Yeah. So I think yeah. it, it, make, it makes a lot of sense. So from ISI, you went to UI. And just, can you tell us about, like, what was the journey from university to, like, thinking about then living NAID? Oh, okay. Um,
2: so I would say that, like, a lot of it, there were different factors, yeah pretty much that's determined <laughs> the final decision um first thing is um while we we're in school so i used to move with um or frankly she's like my closest friend my best friend so um she was the smartest girl in in the entire set basically engineering mm. and i think yeah did she, she get, actually graduated as did she get nine, nine, nine A's too <laughs> I cannot remember what she's going to know. Then
0: then maybe she was not. Okay, uni, okay, okay.
3: <laughs> uni, yeah, this is uni.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. uni. <laughs> yeah, so uh yeah. And um also like we also had like friends who were also like pretty smart people and everybody had this like plans and um and whatnot that they wanted to what they wanted to do with themselves after school. And especially coming from her, there was a lot of, you know, she needs to do she needs to school outside the country. She needs to do a PhD, which is normal because, like, she's the smartest person. Of course, like, the first thing you think of is you don't really want to waste that potential. So you want to, like, mm. go out into the world and get the best of schools and do your best and all that. So I think um, that type of thinking sort of went round in my circle and it started grooming those thoughts in me that, okay, yeah, I think I need to... Um, think of doing my degree outside the country. Now, mm. 2018 when we graduated, Nigeria wasn't, you know, as it wasn't things were not as terrible mm. as they are now. Um so at the time that we were leaving school, um trying to go outside the country was more of a um decision around getting a foreign degree. Than Mm. actually jackpiling because I know like (laughs) you know we want to jackpile and jackpile we just want to leave others that's that's kind of the thing now now. the vibe now yes but then it was it was more like we knew for a fact that first Nigeria um, Nigerian employers appreciate a foreign degree more than Mm. a local one which is a very weird talk for another (laughs) day but (laughs) that existed (laughs) yeah (laughs) that existed and then I thought okay for a master's i should probably gone for uh, a foreign degree in a good university outside the country so that was how that started basically mm. um so it was and then things started going downhill with nigeria and then it now also became a okay maybe i actually want to jack my thing also um because i i remember that uh at the time i was leaving we wrote this nnpc um test
0: oh that one that like the entire nigeria rights test. Everybody
3: yes, wants to write. No
2: <laughs> we wrote yeah. that, and I actually got invited for the interview in Abuja. Damn girl. The Test
1: and then, mm. I don't <laughs> it here. Let's go.
2: <laughs> so yeah, I got invited, and my my dad was actually like, "You need to go. You know, uh, you don't." Your, you know, parents, your destiny mm. is not tied to living in the country. You can also get a good job and stay back and everything and mm. just go. But I was like, no, I, I want to, I want to go out, out of the country and everything. But I would say that at that point, like I was still considering taking the NNPC job. I think now I probably would not. Mm. I mean,
3: mm-hmm. I've
2: not, I've not been to Nigeria, but I, I, I mean, I have people there, so I know what's going on. So right now, if I had those two options again. I'll mm-hmm. probably not be thinking of considering the NPC, yeah. I would just mm-hmm. go right out of the country. So um, I guess my point is um, the degree, getting the foreign degree was the biggest player I in me mm-hmm. leaving before like, yeah, I would say getting the degree was maybe like 55%, then jack mine completely was like 45%. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's funny <laughs> yeah. because like
0: for me my dad was the opposite like I think my dad kind of was one that pushed for me to go go and do my degree outside Nigeria my master's I don't think I was even expecting that I would go for a master's degree I was looking for a job in Nige um and I was kind of just calm with it um you know I was just like yeah whatever comes comes and he just kept saying oh yeah you're going to do your master's next year I'm like ah, okay We'll see. <laughs> like, okay, I mean, like yeah, we'll see what happens, isn't it? And then, and then, I think I knew it was serious when like, like, like when I start paying my fees and like, like pay like some part of it. I'm like, whoa, okay. Like, <laughs> this is real. So I think that's when, th- that was the time for me that I then not actually done to me that actually I'm planning I'm kind to of living in Nigeria. But up until that point, um, I don't think I had that. And maybe I was a bit, like, obviously lucky to have family around me that um, that looked after me as well, my cousins as well. So like maybe I didn't think too much about the I didn't face on a day to day basis the real hardships of of a lone 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 wolf in Lagos in, in, in that in that sense. Mm. So maybe that kind of mm. saved, saved me a bit. But yeah, and, and yeah. I think it's interesting because that that exiting story of every people is often just to leave the country and, you know, jack mm. But for someone like me, I, I didn't I didn't dip it until I was it was put in my face like like that. Toby, what are you gonna say?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like I was gonna even just piggyback off your story as well, because okay, my my version of Jakwa is what you probably call Jaku lights. So I'm still within the continents, but just just lights. I That my Is that a real terminology? <laughs> no, I just thought no, about it, it now. now. Ah it nah, now. bro. Let's let's let's
0: trade back. <laughs> let's let's trade my that. <laughs> Yes. jackpot lights whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> that one hit.
1: <laughs> yeah yeah but but so and for me it was kind of like the same situation because um although yeah i thought about it uh, at some point of oh yeah if you okay the thing about education for me was that i knew if i was going to get a second degree it would definitely not be in Nigerian university so i had the experience of going to a really good like primary school life for it and isi wasn't bad um but it could have been better Cause I was comparing it to my primary school education and then Mm. UI was just way off it. So for me, I was like, okay, if I, and I'd been interacting with a lot of like international uh, people that had gone through international curriculums and things like that. So for me, I'm like education done properly. Like if I was going to really want to do that, it can't be in the country. Uh, But I wasn't really keen on going back to school. So the only reason why I was considering applying was just the potential of experiencing life outside of the country. But it wasn't like a main thing for me; it was just by the side because I was still applying for jobs on con- um, in the country and doing all of that. Um, and then I got a job with um, an organization, and it was it was an international organization. I was getting paid in dollars in Nigeria, so for me, it was yeah, it was a it was a very interesting like mix and balance. And so I wasn't really actively thinking of moving because obviously that was there. And then the company decides to move me to Ghana, and that was the first time I really thought about oh okay this is an opportunity to leave nigeria but i never really considered ghana at all even though i was working for a company that was based here um and i just thought about it a bit and this was around 2016 so a lot of conversations around canada were happening in my circles as well but these were more like guys that you call quote-unquote hustlers trying to just really get into a new space and you know they were a lot older than i was so i could understand the pressure but I was in on, you know, they listened to all the process of, we oh, you have to do this, you apply a build point system. And I'm just like, bro, like, it's not... Again, you know, I was guess I was earning the dollars in Nigeria. So I'm like, you know what, all of this, let's just, you know, put that on pause for now. Um, but then the Ghana, by the time the Ghana opportunity came... I think I, I did it thinking even if it doesn't work out it's just next door so I'm just going to come back right so it's not that big a deal and I'm not investing that much in the process like my company is literally doing everything for me so it was yeah. almost like what's the worst that could happen um but just like now like looking back like the fact that I almost turned it down or almost said no to it to stay where I was I'm just looking like oh wait that would have been quite <laughs> interesting because now I'm here and I can see the sort of like benefits and all of those things, and I hardly like I'm just for five minutes away, but I've been here for four years and I've only been home like maybe three times, um, and all for not longer than a period of like five or seven days. Uh, so, um, yeah. So just, I just wanted to map up to your story, Wally, of how it wasn't like an active thing I was thinking about, but when the opportunity came, it's like, okay, cool. Let's let's see how far this goes. Uh, uh.
2: But do you? Okay, I feel like. Being a guest now, I'm about to ask you questions. No, <laughs> no go please, for we it. Absolutely that. Go for okay. it. That's, right. that's yeah. the uh, best but, thing ever. But, yeah. <laughs> but do you both now yeah. think that, like, if you imagine, like, if you were still in Nigeria, if you would be, quote unquote, desperate to leave there right now?
0: <sighs> Me, honestly, I think about, that's a very good question because I've I, I thought about that many times. I think it is yeah. worse. it's worse that I'm here now knowing that I've been here for so long, like going back feels scary. But mm. I feel like if I was there since day one, I'm a be desperate to leave. But I, I, don't, know, I don't know how I feel, yeah. honestly. But I think, I don't know how I feel because I don't know where I would have gotten a job. I mean, I got a job with Asset's bank, but I said no to them because they said I have to sign a bond. I, I, what? <laughs> I yeah, and, I, and, and, I, and i wasn't i wasn't on doing that and yeah i, yeah. I mean so like like that was, the, that was the first thing i applied for after nyc i was, I was trying to get you and everything but i think i think also i think a bit of a bit of me declining that was also because i knew that um i was, might might be going away in like a year or so but my family was mm. not one that i have connections i can put me in a role somewhere but if i'm going to stay in nigeria i was definitely going to have to find my way by myself that was, that was always going mm. to be the case. So I might have gotten, might have gotten frustrated. Oh, definitely. I think I would have because, I mean, I have family there and they talk about things that are going on and they are not happy about things going on. So I, I don't think I'll be any different. But mm. I, I feel like the, the, the thought of going back after so many years here, it feels even heavier than whatever, than whatever f- fear or, or frustration I would face I would have had if I stayed back that makes sense
1: yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so for me it's it's by default i want to say oh yes i'd have want, I uh, definitely wanted to leave but i'm trying to think of the pers- kind of person that i am and even at the time like i said conversations were already happening and things weren't exactly ideal um and i was still sort of like weighing the options and i think it would have depended on how hard i had to fight to try to leave right i wouldn't completely ignore the option but I think I'm kind of pressing that um, just, there's, there's some things that if I don't want it that bad, I'm only going to put like just enough efforts to know that I've sown a seed there as opposed to mm. make it like my one, number one goal to go, right? So for example, like even when I was applying to the UK um, to try and study, like I was very, my process was very interesting. Number one, I was looking for schools that didn't have application fees, that they didn't require me to um, write like tofu or anything so I was looking for the path of like minimum resistance as opposed to looking for oh I need to get out of here so any which way that really opens up is what I would go for so I want to believe that I would have maintained some of that but I think I'll definitely be leaning towards you know trying to you know get out because I do have family that is outside of Nigeria already like a large percentage as well so I think that would have also factored in the fact that okay look a lot of us are not even here as well so maybe just find a way to to go but i've never wanted to chase anything so desperately so i don't know if i don't again it will depend on uh, the situation on the ground if i didn't have the job that i had at the time if you know things were really really tough and really really bad i think those variables might change like my reaction to it and everything um is, is how i'd answer your question all day okay so
2: yeah, when you got to
0: t- sorry go on go on go on go on
2: Oh yeah, yeah. I just wanted to say because like I feel like I left out a part of the story. Um, I would say that mm. one thing that also sort of like increased the Japan mentality in me when I was living was I did my NYC in Nestle. Um, I should also say that mm. I actually almost mm. got a job in Nestle too. These claps are increasing, man. I didn't take it. No, no wait. <laughs> <laughs> So um, I I was on the plant, and then like there were these um um older people say like maybe like four years older, five years older, they're about that kind of age group that I was always hanging out with and seeing them there, knowing that, you know, they're actually earning pretty decently but they are also keen on leaving. It's like, and then ah. they're always talking to me because I'm like, oh, I have plans. I'm trying, I'm also trying. And they are just like pushing me like, you need to do it, be serious about it, you know? So it felt mm. like, you know, if these people are so keen to like,
3: ah, why?
2: <laughs> mm. Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. it was, mm. I don't know if I will say it's, uh, it was peer pressure, but yeah, that also made me realize that, okay, maybe there isn't that much, you know, to stay back for, let me just do what I need to do and, and go. So that was mm. also like a, mm. a big contribution because that was the time that I was preparing and carrying out all the processes and applying and interviewing mm. and all that. Yeah. Mm.
0: But that's a very mad point though because when, when, when people who look comfortable or people who are in possibly what you say, your aspirational roles in where you are in Nigeria and they are then saying like, oh, maybe you should be going here like, no, then that's not a good sign. You know? Mm. Um, but but speaking mm. of application, how how yeah. was it like the application? Um I mean you went to education route, right? So yeah. so how, yeah. how was that like? Was that like uh very, very straightforward?
2: Oh no. There is not <laughs> I don't want to be quoted by Canada because I'm still trying to get their citizenship. There is nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> there is oh nothing easy about their process at all. It's it's mm. just it's a it's a whole lot because I I recently also traveled to the UK. I guess it was just a visiting visa. Oh nice! It felt so simple. I went in um, July. Oh okay. Oh, mm. And oh, yeah, mm. how simple and straightforward it was yeah. was a shock. The- to me. Yeah,
0: that's one thing about the UK that I realized. Like, the UK visa system, like even the even the it, interface, is the most user friendly thing I've, I've ever experienced in my life. Like when I did, <laughs> right? When I did America, I'm like, this guy, this guy designed <laughs> this thing. They <laughs> designed this thing clearly to confuse my head and bro, make me bro, make the American me American wall. Do I don't know why this American sentence, wall. this sentence is like this <laughs> one. It can be easily put.
1: <laughs> Yeah, no, that American one is tragic.
2: Oh it's my tragic. God, Canada oh. will ask you. For I'm like, what is alien ancestry? You know, you know,
1: America has this
0: <laughs> alien thing. I'm like, what? Yeah, <laughs> just say foreigner. What? What? What is this? Yeah. Sorry, i like, Go on.
2: Yeah. Oh no worries. Um. So it wasn't. It wasn't the the simplest process because um. So what I did was um. I needed like my parents. were not the richest people. I don't know are not the richest people so um I needed to get some sort of funding um mm. or scholarship and I think at the time I couldn't really say that Canada had scholarships uh. the way US would say they have scholarships or the way UK would say they have scholarships it's usually mm. funding and the way it works is you come as a research student um into someone's um into a professor's research lab and then while you are a student, you are also carrying out research for them, and they are sort of paying you, um, mm. in form of funding that then goes into your fees. So that mm. was the arrangement that I was looking for. So the first thing I did was I tried to uh, mail a lot of professors. Um, so I did like research of like going through the schools um, that I'm interested in that are yeah. doing um, research in something close to what I did in uni or researching something that I am interested in. So I sent out a lot of emails. I blasted out, oh my God. I think I sent out way more than 100 emails multiple wow. times because <laughs> you have to keep wow. sending it to them because they are professors, they are busy. They are always receiving emails. So if they don't open it today, maybe they'll open it tomorrow. So you have to keep sending. So those are the things that I did until I got. I got a few professors who answered me and told me, my results were in grades oh yeah and that's one thing that ui did to me um toby mm. you know how 70 is our a right yeah yeah because they don't know that so you present like 70 or 80 70 or 80 years. i can't remember the grade number right now but actually if you score less than 70 in grad school it's like a fail you get some sort of warning Mm. something (laughs) Mm. yeah Yeah. so imagine sending that 70 to a professor like oh i got 70 i got six and it's not 70 was like a pass mark so it's not like i had 70 70 in everything i had scores Mm. that were like 58 60 something Mm. yeah so it wasn't impressive but i think this particular professor was very patient with me she told me to explain the grades i did all the explanation Mm. and all that and then i did the interview with her and then Mm. she said okay um She'll be happy to have me in her lab. So when I'm applying to the school, I should state that, you know, she has sort of approved me to be her mm. student. Mm. So that was the route. So at the end of the day, I didn't end up applying to too many schools. I was just sending out emails until the one professor that, well, I won't say she's the Well, she was the one professor that was pretty positive. I'm not even going to lie. So the one, mm. <laughs> I just needed one anyways until mm. she she responded and then, I applied to that school and that was University of Waterloo. And oh, okay. first off like, yeah, University of Waterloo was not even on my radar at all. Cause that school is really mm. good. They have like one of the best engineering schools in the world. I would say, well, I, I don't know. Yeah. In the world because um, the school is actually um, top on the list of like Silicon Valley um, employment. Basically, Mm, people from Silicon Valley actually employ from University of Waterloo a lot. So, and these were things I learned after I got invited by her. So, it wasn't like I was pissing on school. I just thought the school was too big for me, but, you know, it happened. Mm. So, that's how I got into University of Waterloo. Um, Then I did the application. I got the application. Then I needed to apply for visa. (laughs) It was Mm. funny. I needed to be in school in August. I checked the... Uh, the, the the IRCC platform, and I saw that processing my visa would take like, was like six months or <laughs> or something? Uh-uh. So yeah. I needed to apply like February when it was actually February that I got the the inv- the it, application, enough. yeah, <laughs> yeah, the offer letter. Sorry, in the first place, and it was also funny. And then when you start to feel. The page, it's a lot of information they are asking you, asking you for your entire family's information, um, showing like proof of funds, all of those. It's it's it wasn't straightforward at all. It was a lot of back and forth. And I think also some of the things that added to the back and forth for me was um the the funding that I was given on paper on the application, um was way less than the fees. Although she uh. promised me, that's my supervisor promised me. That I would get more funding when I get in, but mm. she couldn't provide me the paper evidence. Yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had to now look for a lot of money to put in my account and show the so, embassy yeah, that you know yeah. I have this much money. It was yeah mm. a lot of all those like back and forth. And for Canada, I don't think like me asking her to write me a letter saying that might work i don't know why I, I doubt that it works because they really just want to see that you have the money so yeah it was it wasn't um the easiest process and then yes another thing that doesn't make it easy is when you submit all of this information to the portal you just have that time that says oh you have six months but well, it's not like they're telling you that oh in What's six months on? your visa will be ready mm. or something mm. yeah it's like within the six months you're getting it. So you don't have a particular time frame. you are just going to sit and wait. The wait mm-hmm. kills. Oh my God. Like, cause I've had, <laughs> I've, I've yeah. like, spoken to so many people that, you know, we've tried, they, they've tried to apply also after me while I was applying. Everybody just sitting down and waiting for that Approval, waiting for the visa to come can be so stressful. It's like you're checking mm-hmm. every time, every time. Why haven't these people died? Then you are thinking back, did I feel something wrongly? Maybe yeah, something yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: been there. yeah. <laughs> <ill>. Yeah.
2: Because <laughs> th- that's why I prefer like UK, especially US, because US, you're just going for the interview and you know right there and then whether you've been accepted or not. Right there. Tell me, Canada, yeah, you're just yeah. waiting. Okay. And then sometimes after all the waits, then they tell you that no. It's like. You could just told me no, you know, to be like, <laughs> make I did go. To make I did go like, my own way. But don't tell me <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah, so they leave they leave you hanging. Yeah, mm-hmm. it wasn't it wasn't seamless. And I, I do hope that they improve on that. But yeah. And um, yeah.
0: I, I wonder what these um these applications contribute, the like the lengthy applications that we go through, the very sh um applications that they that they exist. I wonder how they contribute to, you know, one's experience when when you eventually get there because you've thought about in like you think about how long how long and how much it costs to go through that the waiting mental game the things you have to do into your accounts the people you have that document you have to go and bring everybody helping bring in their own part it's like there's this whole (laughs) um ceremony that everyone contributes to with your sister your parents blah 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 photos Mm -hmm. evidence form even 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 the education consultants are there as well Bringing them in, just show us before <laughs> you go through, and it's like, fam, all of these things just get into one place, and I, I, I'm just I wonder I wonder what that actually does. Like, maybe, maybe that contributes because, you know, like when you get there, you you might get a sense of like, ah, finally,
1: Mabolo, you know, like, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like finally, like I'm yeah. it's fine, it's finally
0: yeah. over. But I think it also creates might create some kind of PTSD if you're trying to apply for things again, um, because. You just go to something that is just so so strenuous, you know. I mean, for me, my own application was quite um easy, as UK is easy, as you said. And but but so I had help from um I, I what they call them, some education consultancy somewhere mm. in Kedja. Um Yeah, those guys. Those guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're actually they're actually quite. I mean, they didn't sponsor this episode, so I'm just I'm just giving them full. <laughs> <laughs> they're actually quite they were actually quite helpful to be honest, like very helpful. Oh my and god. <laughs> yeah. Actually quite helpful. So I and yeah, so I think I don't think I faced half the anxiety that you must have faced in doing that, to be honest. Um hmm. but Canada is an interesting place because I've never been there. I definitely want to visit soon, um, for personal reasons. But I've I've definitely never been there before. But I've seen for instance, I've actually in the last one year, you no, know, particularly during pandemic time, I've actually been seeing a lot of um, getting more into Canadian politics um, mm. for several reasons. So, one is one, i.e., is uh, I think was one has been the COVID response around the world, and I look at how different worlds are doing that. One has been through Jordan Peterson's um, comments on things. One has also been through election periods I was curious about. But I wonder what, like, because coming to the UK for me was. Like I, I remember the early days of the UK, and maybe we can talk about Ghana as well because when I came in, I just came into straight like like straight into the university. But the the UK is quite accessible, you know. Like you can get everywhere by train or, or a car. It's like the max you're going to go on a trip is probably two hours on average anywhere, and and that's 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 adding like stops and changes. So like my my like UK felt very. I felt so comfortable like I, I i i i started into the uk like so easily right but mm-hmm. i wonder what life that was like for you those early days um even if, even there was school like but beyond the beyond the education how was like the early life in canada like what were your first impressions of the place Did you, you were you're like oh wow look at that road like that road straight <laughs> gone he road oh my god <laughs>
2: Do you know, like the funny thing is, even till now, roads impress me because um mm. when <laughs> we um for this the uh, the vacation I just went on, we went to Portugal too, and I don't know why for some reason I thought that I don't know Portugal would not be as advanced as it looked, that it, it, as advanced as it is, basically. Mm. So when we got there, and you know the roads were all smooth, no potholes or those things, I was like, wow country is really good i am so impressed and then one of my <laughs> friends was like why do i feel like it's just because we haven't seen any bad roads like you're seeing this i'm like well fair but <laughs> that's <is> something <laughs>
3: uh, yeah uh... <laughs>
2: i would not experienced anything we're just driving uh from the airport and i was already too. forming my opinion that yes this is a very good country it's a very mm. good place <laughs> yeah so definitely roads roads were a thing um seeing smooth road, and I was sometimes like, even when when I drive around now, um, if I'm passing through like a road that is under construction, and you know all of the tar has been removed, and my car does that dancing thing, I'm like, oh, sort of. I don't know if I miss it. <laughs> <laughs> It's
3: like
2: a nostalgic experience. Like, I know. Uh, it's like uh, all those dancing that we do, moving from one pothole to the other and all that. It just felt like, oh yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if I missed this, but yeah, the roads are, uh, the roads were like, a, a, yeah, it was the. I don't know. If, I don't know if I should call it a shock because that's just terrible. But <laughs> it's yeah. it's a thing that you know was really good about it. Um, when it comes to like moving around, like you said. I think um, Canada does have a good system. It's just that it takes a long time. Because I'm in in a region that has like three cities together, Waterloo, Cambridge, and Kitchener. And before I got my car, I was moving around with the bus a lot. And sometimes um, a trip that you would take with your car in like 12 minutes, you would spend an hour 55 minutes on the bus. Mm. So it's like, it's, oh, wow. no, mm. sorry, just an hour. Sorry, an hour or fifty-five. Fifty-five. Okay, <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, to the or to the
1: well, even that an hour service yeah, is still intense. Yes,
2: yes. It was still yeah. because like I, 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 my church was like having services in one cinema place like that, and now that I drive, it takes me twelve to fourteen minutes to drive there. Hmm. Sunday mornings when I didn't have my car, it was like a. 50 min- 45 minutes 50 minutes ride on the bus depending on which of the buses i catch so it was like mm. there wasn't even any bus that had smaller time or lower time mm. yeah so which is pretty it, i don't i don't know what it is but it's it's really weird and i, and I hated it that time before getting the car because it's like you want to get something done and you almost have to factor in like Additional, two hours of moving yeah. around, which is <laughs> which is crazy because like I could just want to uh, go to a store in that cinema, for example, the, the complex in the cinema for example, and then I'm thinking of like two three hours or four hours of my day just to go and get something at a store. <laughs> so yeah <laughs> I mean um in, in in Toronto it's different. I think the system is way yeah. better, but also consider that Toronto is sort of like
3: small city in. right yeah.
2: So yeah, it's a small city, mm. so uh, it's sort of easier there. But then for other cities around, no, it's not. It's not like the UK for sure. <laughs> yeah, around, I've
0: uh, I've heard I've heard many stories. One of my friends describes Canada, and so she she's been there a few times. She describes it as as a country that is that is a mix of UK and America, but she says that in, in a more negative sense. She, for her, that's not a compliment. It's more of a case of like. <laughs> Like, it gives her, in, in her words, she says, it gives her developed, developing country vibes. <laughs> now, <laughs> she's hilarious. Oh I'm not going to mention her name, but if she listens to this, she knows I'm talking about Ooh, her. Yeah. And I think, I think, I think obviously yeah. she visits different places around the world, right? So that's why she made that conclusion. But I asked, like, why would you say, what does that even mean? Because the, because the, the reason she gave were things I could see here as well, in a way, um, maybe some parts of infrastructure or some before, it was just like a feeling. So, like, do mm. you get any feeling? Like, were you because, you know, like, when you leave Niger? I mean, I don't know, I don't know if you've traveled out before, before you came to Canada finally, or you, that was your first time moving out of Nigeria. But for me, that coming here was my first time living in Nigeria, right? And I'm, I'm very hard to impress, but I was quite impressed with how things were working, right? And I don't know what I had like things that would you that made you made your mind blown, or things that you just felt this is not that deep. This is just like like this is just like like home. I, I don't know what I had. Stuff working. <laughs> yeah, like because.
2: Uh, yeah, I'm thinking of like what I would say. I was mind blown about um. Can't really um I would say maybe like the the tapping thing. Contactless. Was, it was yeah, contactless. <laughs> yeah, <the tapping laughs> payment. It was like, Oh, okay. It was time to pay and then it's like because I think one of the reasons why I was just a bit carried away was the Nigerian in me just started thinking, okay, so what if someone steals so, my someone card? <laughs> <laughs> no this is not in my head i was like no this is not right this is not i've had friends say the exact same thing
3: yeah yeah and then
2: somebody telling me oh no 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 don't worry like even if someone steals your card they can only tap 100 dollars and then i'm like excuse me i'm a student (laughs) Yes. (laughs) what do you mean just hundred (laughs) dollars Oh my God. no that's yeah. like my budget for two weeks that's no yeah. that's roughly <laughs> oh but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 uh, um the, the yeah the contactless thing was 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 a big surprise to me it, it it looked weird if i don't know it felt weird but yeah that was one thing but another thing that i would say i felt a little bit made about was when we're, when it was also my first time out of the country so mm. the only visuals i had of the abroad basically was whatever i saw in hollywood or Mm. tv and then when we're leaving the airports and we're driving it was summer so in canada in summer like the plants really i don't know grow really high it looks like an an entire forest in any Mm. conservation area that's not like touched and all that so we're coming as i'm like why does it look like I'm going from, like, Lagos to Ibadan? Like, it's, <laughs> it's just, the road... <laughs> the road was just, like, larger, because double-carriage, yeah. like, five lanes here, five lanes here, but then I could still see trees and everything, so it felt like Lagos to Expressway again. Like, mm, five know, lanes? I'm not <laughs> it's impressed. Not yeah, it's, yeah, not, it's not giving. Yeah, it's not giving. It's not giving what I saw on TV. <laughs> and all that. <laughs> and then I think another thing that was not um giving for me was like coming here and realizing that houses are a bit smaller mm, than what we are used to. Cause it's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's an interesting um, word. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Cause yeah. Cause I got to, um, so somebody, um, that I didn't really know too well in Nigeria, but like I called out, like I'm coming and I think I'm to your city. And she was like, yeah, sure. You know, she was really nice. She even picked me up and everything. um, she was staying in a two-bedroom at the time. Uh, she was just about to get married, but she was staying in a two-bedroom with a roommate. And, like, um, <laughs> I don't think I have a good, like, metric size in my head, but the entire apartment is literally someone's living room in Nigeria.
0: Mm. Well, <laughs> well, 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 it depends on the who she i
2: I mean i i get but like like in nigeria i I didn't have a a huge house per se but then i used to think that my house was small like going to visit other people Mm. and all that but then i get there and it's Mm. like the house is like so where do you like keep things and do things and then i see the clothes you know you're used to like two wardrobes (laughs) (laughs) sometimes some parts of the wardrobe you don't even touch for a while it's just your things everywhere and then here it's like oh you have this tiny closets and everything so i wasn't so impressed with the size size of the house then accommodation generally so when i left her place i had like a terrible accommodation experience so the place i paid for a place from nigeria which was my biggest mistake so to anybody
3: listening,
2: <laughs> to anybody listening to this podcast do not under any circumstances except you have somebody there that's going to check the house for you do not pay for a place from... Or sign a lease from Nigeria. So I did, and I got to this house, and it was... I mean, I i knew that it was a basement, but, like, the ba- basements are fine. Like, basements are pretty cool. I know people that live in basements, and they're fine. But then I get there, and it's, like, a basement with, like, four bedrooms. It's so terrible. Um, Like, molds everywhere. Oh. It was... Oof. I was... Then cockroaches! Oh my god! Oh. And then, <laughs> and then I was I was tied to the house for a year because I had signed the lease for what? a year. So it was like, yeah, it was like I got there and I realized, okay, I I would not live in this condition in Nigeria. It's like, why yeah. is this happening yeah. to me? Yeah, you know. So, like, accommodation in this country is 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 a bit weird because, like, I don't think they they consider so much how much how important it is that like the living area or apartments for people should be because like i don't know it's it's an important part of your life that's where you literally like go spend, to you just sleep yeah. you just Every spend day, most yeah. of your time and everything so landlords don't really care how how that works for you, like you <laughs> you make it to work, we'll give you the basic help that we can give you, and all that, so that happened, and it's like you know the landlord wasn't looking at the fact that this is actually a terrible place for you to put people in, and it was a lot of battle and back and forth, like I had to get my legal the legal help legal help from the school the graduate yeah. school committee to sort of break myself out of the lease, and at the end of the day. We didn't even have to go to the courts because the landlord was already breaking a million rules. So all I needed to do was just threaten her that Ah. yeah, and that's yeah, threaten her that I was going to report her and then she just let me go. So like Ah. that's another thing about here. Good on you, you girl.
3: Good on you. Nice, nice. nice.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So that was like another thing that was, I don't know, a bit of a shock to me because I I assumed from Nigeria that, you know, it's a it's a country where things work. But then apparently, you know, there, I wasn't the only one. I've I've heard stories. Students still live in some weird conditions that shouldn't be happening, but they're happening. And it's like we're supposed to regulate this. We're supposed mm. to, you mm. know, mm. <laughs> you know, attend mm. to this. So yeah, accommodation and housing and everything, mm. navigating all of that was a bit, I don't know, stressful. And then I considered it like very mid because it was like, no,
1: this. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so yeah. I, I think I want us to dive into a bit more of sort of like this side of the experiences. I think we've been very, you know, lovey-dovey and very, you know, um, I guess nice about the things that we're talking about. Um, But obviously there, there are other sides. And when we were having this conversation initially, uh, you touched on a few things. But on the small house issue, I think that was something that when I went to the UK for the first time as well. Yeah, the UK um, give you that vibe. Like, bro. <laughs> like, so now, now I kind of like, it's because I... I now I've, it's grown on me in a kind yeah. of way, but but I was first like, wait, what? It's like this is very, like interesting. Like two bedroom houses most of the time having like one bathroom. It it might be like upstairs and downstairs and whatnot, but there's like only one bathroom, <laughs> and it's like upstairs in the living room. So I'm like, okay, what if you have guests? Like so they're just going to like climb upstairs and bro, you know what it is. It is what like, it is. <laughs> <laughs> way, like, <laughs> I know. So, I don't
0: like, like no, it, but no, but the thing about that is it's not everywhere. It's weird. Like it's not everywhere. So there's some, there's some, there's some, I I think that's also a city by city basis, more emphasis on that. Mm. The places you go to where the default you find is like a two two bathroom kind of situation. But some landlords, some Mm. areas as well, some landlords would divide a house that maybe like can, can, will have like two two beds, um, sorry, two bathrooms into like, Separate one, the mixed one, apartment, yeah, yeah
1: one, yeah. So basically, landlords everywhere are the same. Let's just, <laughs> let's just, we <let's laughs> <just, laughs> are just up. like no, yeah. Yeah. they, are not, yeah. they are not yeah. the yeah. nicest people. I mean, yeah.
2: like where I currently stay, I think we were lucky to get like pretty nice landlords and everything plus it Mm. it was like a new development the mobile housing and all that so but like before here i actually ended up oh accommodation i ended up up in houses like wow five six times (laughs) yes (laughs)
0: over over what period of time
2: like two years
0: oh wow that's a lot this
3: is the yeah
2: you said that this is the sixth house or the seventh house (laughs) that i've lived in
0: wow that's intense. So like, um, yeah. so like, what else have you like struggled with since you arrived exactly, there? Exactly. Yeah.
2: Um, I don't know if I want to go into the finance part. Yet, but yeah. Mm. <laughs> money, basically. <laughs> <laughs> <Try to laughs> try money to is to a that. big one. It, I,
0: I think, <laughs> I, I think it's a good place to start to be honest, because my own experience of coming to the UK, the money, the money thing was huge for me. I'm never going to lie about that one because like, yeah. ah, bro, like, <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> like I remember,
0: like when I came here as well, it coincided with the um Nigeria's the, the no, no, okay. no, not only Brexit okay. but also like when when pounds began to enter six hundred, hmm. and and then that's when banks began to do that craziness of you can't use ATM to out draw, of the country,
1: yeah,
0: yeah, bro. Like the stress it was just me getting money for my folks, and like they had to DHL me a card you know, a, a dollar card from Nige so that I could withdraw money from the card. And I couldn't use the card like maybe like once once a day. There was just this close to it as well. And I mean, it was we shot horsehood I mean standard, but mm. I think the the adulthood that was forced immediately was was yeah. mad. You know, mm. it was mad. Mm. So yeah, so I think the money one is even even after Master as well, got to work in a factory for like three months like trying to balance up fees, etc. Bro, yeah, yeah. the good thing is, like it, made me, it made me realize, like, it made me realize that okay, you know what, bro, like, in the end, you're actually quite hardworking if pushing the show. <laughs> <laughs> because, <laughs> because sometimes yeah. I you, you just be like, Can I, can I, am I hustling enough? Am I hustling enough? But more, that they realize that guy, they hustle low. I wake up like, <laughs> <laughs> I wake up like six, no, I, I wake up 5 a.m., 5.30. Have to leave the house by six thirty. Get to the, get to work by seven. Cycle. I, I, I remember the time that I was cycling with the snow and my bike, my, my brake froze. Not to. <laughs> walk. Oh, guy, it was mad. And then, like, and like the factory. Obviously, like in the factory, you're like just like a robot, literally like assembly line, right? Yeah. So, mm. another thing, most thing you see on 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 those, on those action movies, yeah, I was doing that. I was doing that, man. But the good side is, I worked I, and I worked so hard and so long there that I got a promotion. So I promoted from person that was <laughs> that was on the <laughs> so like on the, on the floor, assembly line, right? We're, assembly we're, line. we're assembling yeah. like like products for like all these um fashion, not fashion, perfume, beauty, toiletry products, yeah. right? So maybe somebody mm. will put some so make the cardboard. Somebody put the first thing. will put the second thing, Someone add the, the the thing at the end, whatever. So you're, so you're just passing, 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 and then like every table is like trying to comp not compete, but. If your table is slow, you can get fired that, that day, that afternoon. Like somebody can come in on 9 a.m. And they just, and 10, like, go home. You're slow today. And no come back. That's wow. the end. So so like, so like every day was like the last, like the last so chance. Gonna... And me like, I didn't purchase it. Like, like I got to be here for like two months. Because again, they're the only guys that will give you the hours you want, you need hmm. to make the money. That, you, that wanted, you want to yeah. make, right? Because you can, you can, you can work in a market or a, a posh place, but you get work like part time, like six hours a week. And I don't want that kind of six mm-hmm. hours money. I want like forty hours money, you know. So, <laughs> so yeah. that so that kind also was there every day. And at the end, you just realized that, you know. Oh, promotion! Yeah. So I so I went from that person to somebody who's just like, and I began to push those pallets around the warehouse to like to like mm-hmm. carry the big stuff from there. So yeah, it was. It was good. So money is a big thing abroad, I think. Particularly if you're coming from a comfortable to middle class family and trying to make ends meet by yourself and you know that you can't just be learning parents to dish out everything yeah. that ending to you as well. So yeah. I think I think that's mm-hmm. a good place to start mm-hmm. for you. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah. Cause, um for me it was a um it's a pretty challenging story because <laughs> um the, the funding that I got from my supervisor was um my fees were like <clears throat> twenty twenty four thousand a year, and that's because I was a research student. Apparently, I realized that people that are not research were paying way more. But yeah, wow. <laughs> twenty four thousand Canadian dollars um a year, um and the funding I got was just eighteen thousand for a year. Mm. So, yeah. So I had to look for like six thousand, and um, for research I had to do two years. So I had to make sure that I had twelve thousand oh, to, man. you know, yeah. So um, my at at the beginning I thought that okay maybe that was gonna be the end of this whole thing that wasn't gonna go because like where would I see twelve thousand, um, and then my uh, supervisor said she has um some extra funding for at least the first two terms because um in in Canada, you have three terms: uh, past school, mm. year, winter, summer, fall.
3: Mm.
2: Yeah, winter, yep, summer, fall. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so she said she had funding for me for at least the first two terms that would cover my fees and all that. So I knew, like, from there that that means that for the remaining part, I need to. I would have had Find to like, your, figure, yeah. out in, <laughs> figure out in. Figure like, out in and they'll tell you, you style every time. <laughs> 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 what to do and all that. And um so and another thing about like moving is um sometimes like because when you're trying to talk to other people that are already there, um it's usually very, very easy for them to um project their story mm. on mm. on you. Um mm. so sometimes I think I try to advise people that like when you're Taking advice, try as much as possible, at least to the best of your ability, because it's not like you really know what's going on there. It's what someone tells you that you take right, um, to filter the information and do a bit of your a bit of research on your. Mm, um, because I know that like you sort of did mm. your best before you make any decision, because typically, mm. what I assumed I was gonna do when I get there was like definitely take the factory work and having to like. Leave school, maybe at the close of school and then go and work in a factory overnight and come back, mm. you know. That was like the vibe that I was getting and honestly I was prepared for it. Something told me though like that Olame Day You
3: don't, I don't have think to you have to stamina yeah. to do that, yeah. but
2: <laughs> but I was like, I mean I don't know that I want to throw this opportunity away. I mean, at that point, so I already knew how good University of Waterloo was. So it was like, yeah, mm-hmm. I need to, I need to do this and, and make it work. So I came in, came in, and then for the first two months, my fees were settled by the funding that I got, and that funding like came with work basically. So I was assisting um another professor on one of our projects. So I had that to do i had to do ta because the ta was then like paying my accommodation and feeding basically um Mm. so i had to do ta and then i had like two courses funny story about courses so you know how like in uni we do like 10 courses but per semester and all that so when I was told that, my supervisor called me and she was like, how many courses do you want to take this term? I was like, uh, I could do maybe three or I could even do all the four courses. And she looked at me weird like... I think you should just do two because, you know, you are new. I think, I don't know, I really don't know what was going on in her head because, <laughs> because now that I think, I, 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 I realize how stupid it was for me to say I wanted to do four courses. But she was like, yeah. you know, I think you're just coming in, uh, try to ease in a bit. So just like, in fact, just take one. That's what she told me. But mm. I was like, no, I think I'll be able to do two. I'll be fine. And then I started these courses. Oh, my God. One <laughs> course is like five courses.
1: <laughs>
3: I don't know I don't know
2: if it's the same like in the UK and the US and all that but they're so intense. Oh my god. Like I I barely had time. And I was like, "What? Mm. Just two courses and I was feeling I was feeling the workload." So I had those two courses. I was working for that professor. I had TA and that was what I did for like the first like six months. And basically out of everything and all the money that should be coming, I think I was only making like one thousand Canadian dollars on the dots. Yeah, I survived on one thousand mm. per month. Every time I think about it, it's crazy. I survived that's, on that's <laughs> mm. I survived on one thousand Canadian dollars per month for like the first is that pre-tax six months. No, 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 no. After tax. Okay. After tax. <laughs> um, I think okay. <laughs> um, the whole thing was like one, two and then tax. Like $200 or something,
0: yeah. Even, even your tax over there is, is mad as well, right? Yeah, your ta- it taxes like, <laughs> like you, get, you get tax on obviously your income, which is a lot, but you also, you also pay like tax in the stores, yes, heavily. And in mm. Ontario,
2: it's 13%, it's crazy. 13, <laughs> I yeah. hate it too. I hate
1: so it. So, if <laughs> buy, so, if
0: buy something that is worth 100, 100 pounds, 100 CAD, that means you're paying 113 and for 113. that,
1: 113. yeah.
2: So, Geek. imagine when you're trying to buy yourself a TV, for example. And then TV that should probably be like
0: one. Oh my god, <laughs> an iPhone. One
2: else, like, yes. Mm. And buying iPhones, oh Lord. <laughs> no. I mm. I hate it when I have to buy any gadgets in this country. It's like you're mm. budgeting and then you have to budget the taxes. tax.
0: Tax. So like, yeah, 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 right. yeah. That's a bit that's a bit <laughs> off to be honest. Because for <laughs> us, right, tax is heavy as well on the income side. But you we don't think about tax like in the stores, it's done
2: yes yeah yeah stand, I, I so. oh my god i enjoyed being in the uk because like it was like i saw the price i bought it and that was it, it was like, that was mm-hmm. it yeah
0: like you're not getting ptsd of price on price price <laughs> on, on the shelf right here says says yeah. says, says 20 you get the ping pong pong 25 20.
3: <laughs>
1: what like, where did that come from <laughs> where did yeah. that come from you know yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy yeah. but like
0: oh i should have actually what mentioned of, um, that that yeah, one sorry.
2: of them yeah that sorry i should have actually mentioned that that was one of the things that shocked me too Paying taxes mm. on on everything, going into the store and then it's like I saw something for twenty dollars and now you're saying I should put twenty
0: three twenty why? <laughs> like <laughs> uh Mr. Taxman, come and help me out, please.
2: <laughs>
0: but like speaking of um speaking of all speaking speaking of all these challenges, how do you deal with friends? How do you make friends?
2: Um, yeah, so I would say that
0: I mean like seem very um, friendly, so I, I guess it was easy for you. Um <laughs>
2: I think would- I mean, when I do meet them and relate to them, it's, e- it's easy for me to sort of, like, warm up to people. Um, but mm. then, as a student, and considering, like, all these things I had to do, having that job, doing TA, doing two courses, I actually had, had time. And I think, like, the only reason why I was even able to even have friends or have a few people that I could that I would see outside and be like, oh, hi, hello, was because I knew someone from UI that was already here in the school. Uh, so through him, I met other people. I feel like if he was out of the picture, it would have taken me quite a bit. And then also I started going to a redeemed church that was mostly Nigerian. Ah, uh, it's, it's always so, church that's
0: link up. <laughs> <laughs> church yeah. was the first place so, you have to. <laughs> so that was
2: where, yeah, that was where I did meet like a lot of people and sort of, formed a community um, Mm. from there that I think I still have, even though I've left the church, but I still have Mm. that community, like those people um, as friends and also some, like a lot of the Nigerians that also came through University of Waterloo that I meet like every year as Mm. they come basically Mm. (laughs) and all. But um, at that point, like especially the first year of school, it was just church and anybody that I met through that, 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 my friend. The boy. Yeah, that guy, yeah. And then yeah. it wasn't even every time that I had time. Like, if, if I'm sure if I ask him now, like, in, if you want to count the number of times you've invited me out and I actually made it out, <laughs> it's probably. <laughs> uh,
0: you're, you're one of <laughs> it's <probably> those.
2: Like...
0: <laughs> That's like Toby 2.0. I don't understand. What does that even mean? Excuse no you me. You told me you <laughs> yourself that, that, that you get more invites than. And, than... Yeah, get my invites fair, and fair, things, fair, that you answer. Fair, fair, fair. fair, fair, fair <laughs> That's fair, what fair, you told fair, me now. <laughs> and,
2: but I mean, so that one wasn't like a thing of my... Cause now I probably go to literally anything I'm invited to at this point. But <laughs> <laughs> but then it was it was the condition. Cause also I had to think about how much am I going to spend on in this yeah, outing. I, yeah, so that also definitely affects the uh your opportunity to meet people and all that because you're thinking, oh, we're going Budget. out so like yeah. oh and the first time that I went out to dinner with people. Oh my God. If mm. if she if she listens to this podcast, she'll probably laugh at me because I have never told her. So this is the um the lady that I said picked me up from, yeah. um, the, airport. Uh, from the airport and all that I stayed with. So then she had this birthday and she invited everybody to a restaurant and everything. Mm. And me, Mumu, I (laughs) assumed that. (laughs) So, you know how in Nigeria, like, when someone is doing birthday and they invite you out, they are basically providing the food. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I mean, I think maybe, I don't know if now that, you know, my age group are now working, maybe now everybody, Mm. I don't know how it happens now. But but back then, yeah, we know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're going, they're providing the food, so... I went there and I thought like you know, um, I was I think she, I don't know if she was married at the time, but both of them I thought both of them were covering the stuff, so I still started to order and order, you know. So <laughs> 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 but I think what at one point she asked me a question about like the drink that I was ordering if I really needed to order it or something. Because I feel like maybe she was pitying me knowing that I'm a student and everything. And you like, didn't, you know, didn't clock. You didn't clock. <laughs> you didn't clock, didn't clock. I think the only thing that I felt was a bit of use because I felt like maybe I'm doing too much. Too much, that yeah, she's the one yeah, that yeah. pay for it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then I was about to go and then they brought Bill to me. It was like 60-something. I think I I spent the most... At that, it wasn't an expensive restaurant. Thankfully, yeah, because it was. It's yeah. in Waterloo, and Waterloo is not such a. So it wasn't an expensive restaurant, thankfully.
1: Hmm. Um,
2: so it's not like all those restaurants where they bill you like three hundred dollars and all those things. Um, yeah. It was yeah. So the bill came and it was like sixty something dollars, and don't forget, I'm surviving hmm. on one thousand a month. A month, yeah.
3: yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> I paid it with tears in my eyes. Yeah. I was like, no. <laughs> I'm never doing this again. Uh, uh,
1: PTSD, In- whenever you're growing up, it's <laughs> <house>, like, and, <laughs> anytime you're so going out, yeah. yeah, so when people
2: yeah. invite me out, I ask questions, you know, oh, somebody's doing birthday, okay. You
0: Muslim. check the menu before you go, innit? <laughs> <laughs> Bruh.
1: funny about all this is that this isn't just a you know outside of nigeria thing. i think it's almost like an adult thing that yeah we almost like we'd like to say Oh, we want to learn by experience. But honestly, I'd have appreciated some kind of like guidelines and something on some of these like certain things before. So, someone should make a manual
0: book, a playbook. Exactly.
1: For <laughs> for some of these like less than ideal things because it's just, I can imagine so many other different scenarios where that has happened and you're just like, oh, or you, you do something very obliviously and then just realize after the fact that, oh my God. And you're like, wait, why didn't anybody tell me? But then you tell find yourself me. in a similar position, but you don't really tell anybody else because you're like... No, the lesson will stick better if the person can. Like, you You try yeah. <laughs> you try to put hints, but... And it's true because sometimes you tell people stuff and they'll just, like... Even this conversation we're having right now about Jackmine and things like that. Obviously, you know, nobody wants to be bad, belle. So whenever, you know, people are talking about leaving and everything, maybe you have things you want to tell them that, oh, but be careful of this or watch this. Yeah. But you kind of, like, keep quiet because you're like, if you say it now, it's a bit as if You're trying to... Yeah, presents yeah. bad vibes. And I think that's that's a risk that we all face. And I am sure we do it subconsciously too sometimes, where you are you're trying to chase something and then somebody's trying to caution you now. Maybe after the fact you review what the person has been saying and you're like, Oh yeah, that's true. But in the moments the person is saying yeah. it, your your feeling is kind of like why they just support me now. Yes, we'll figure out all the logistics. Uh, don't worry, I want to get there, shall we? When I yeah, you rough it and then we
2: definitely. Yeah, that definitely happens. And and that's also like another side to that as well I was trying to say how like even mm-hmm. the people that end up being sincere to you might also project their story to you which might not necessarily be mm. like the solution 100%. Yeah. Right? Cuz yeah, mm-hmm. and cuz mm-hmm. after like um that funding was exhausted I think I got I got another like funding through my supervisor which was also like another job so that paid more of the fees and then I um mm. got like I applied for this like extra sort of funding that you apply to the school and tell them oh Excuse me, I'm too poor to pay my fees. Yeah. As if no, even if I have the money, I'm not going to pay call it that,
0: We call that hardship funds. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. Hardship so funds. So all of this, yeah, sitting down and trying to work in all of this was what like took me through school and I didn't have to, like, on top of the TA position, have to like start working in a factory and everything. But I feel like if, for example, I found myself in an environment where maybe... I don't know. Like, I just sometimes I think about it. I'm like, okay, what if if where I arrived was like maybe an apartment with other maybe other ladies or people that have done this thing already? So it's like every morning I wake up, they are telling me, "Oh, you know, have you checked that factory job?" You and yeah. I don't know. Like, it could have just gone differently if I had mm. a lot of influence telling me that this is the only way to way go, way to do it, and this is the mm. only way to do mm. it and all that so like so sometimes when um people try to talk to me about coming over i'm like you know sometimes people ask me questions like they want to get 100 percent from me and i'm like i'll tell you what i know and what i did but Hmm. if you're going to this school like ask your supervisor these questions check your website for these things like yeah do these things because 100 percent it, it might not be the way... Like, even the application yeah. process, for example, is so different even within my school because someone mm. that went to the computer um, computer engineering... Computer science, actually. Computer science department of the school had a different experience with the application and, you know, what if he chose to listen to just me and just, you know... So, yeah, um, I tried to, like, pass that message across to people as much as possible. So I'm not saying that not doing factory (laughs) work is bad or anything (laughs) Uh, if you don't have a choice uh, please do it but make sure you've exhausted all the choices that you have and you know that you've done your best and this is where this is taking you and then you just you know um, yeah
0: i think that's a very good point because i think coming 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 to places you always want a companion to guide you and people to help you out with stuff and i think for me i think my focus was even when i came to uk even when i did my, my any work i said i'm only going to work after my thesis submitted because i had to get a distinction that was from day, day one plan whatever you do you you, you, you got to get that distinction grade because I, I came from an undergrad life where i think my undergrad was bare average i just narrowly really crawled like no, you crawled know, <laughs> crawl (laughs) 2-1 like you know when like 2-1 is like just about the pull-up bar and struggle like
3: that's (laughs) like my
0: 2-1 literally like that so i had to so yes i was like i'm only going to work at the end of my um my studies and that's but i mean i had friends who were working so doing work but i just said no that's not my own pattern i'm just gonna pick um this other pattern Mm. um i'm I'm gonna ask something and please if if, if, if this question if you want to skip it just give me a wink wink and just, <laughs> you just, you just skip okay. it. But, um, are you in a relationship right now?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> okay, so, <laughs> <laughs> so, is your
0: partner in Canada as well?
2: Yes. yes,
0: yes, Okay, so did you meet them there, or you, you, you met them in Nigeria? Oh, here.
2: Okay.
0: Here, yeah. um, how, how, how was it like as like relationship wise, like meeting somebody new in a. New space country versus Balcom, where everyone is like you.
2: Um, I think I would say that, like, for my experience, it was um, it was a bit, it was a bit very similar to Nigeria because I met the person in church and the church. Is okay. A church. Yeah, yeah. So it was like, mm. yeah, that setting was sort of there, and that's where mm. we started talking, and that's where like things developed and everything. But like um, if my, if I wanna speak about like most of my friends that I've a relationship <laughs> and didn't meet each other in church, it was dating sites.
0: Right. Mm. Is that a function of the mm. um, the the locational structure of Canada being so vast and you know not a lot of um, spaces for mutual engagement between people by default. Or oh, something else? Uh,
2: I don't know that it's because it's vast. I would say it's I don't I don't want to say this without coming off as as a typical African mother. But like <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but like with the youth yeah, I'll put myself in the mix of crazy people. And mm. when it comes to like Commitment, a hundred percent. You don't really get that a lot, mm. a lot of people. So because I wouldn't say that there aren't opportunities to meet people. Um, I, I go to hangouts and parties and everything. Like, cause this, this the area I stay in is is called the GTA, Greater Toronto or Grand Toronto, no Greater Toronto area. Um, so especially in, in Toronto alone there are like a lot of Nigerians. I, I feel like if they ask everybody in this entire GTA that is Nigerian to gather in a place... Wait, what am I even saying? Um, there's this church um, called House of Praise in Mississauga, also in the GTA. It's a redeemed church. The church is big. Like, it's a mega church here in Canada and 80% of them are Nigerians. Like, you will go there to that church and you will feel like you are in Lagos. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so that's to yeah. tell
2: you like there are so many people yeah mm. like mm. you organize a party today you say you want just nigerians you will get them they will come mm. they will show mm. up and know mm. that you just need to publicize this and that's fine so i wouldn't say that like the opportunities to meet people aren't there the, i'll just say that the the, the dating um circle or <laughs> the dating market is, is, dating is, is, is a bit is, wild yeah it's you know what wild.
0: let me say the words you can't say because you're <laughs> a very very sweet human being right, so i'll i, would, I would cut across for you the dating market it's wild it's 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 it's, 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 it's polluted it's corrupt <laughs> it's, <that> it's,
3: polluted? <laughs> it's everything yeah, you it's have everything to
2: yeah and I'm not even saying now that like the church is the best place to meet people because I do not Mm -hmm. think it's not I have met um, Nigerian men that have told me, there's one of my friends that told me recently, if he hears this podcast he knows that it's the one I'm talking about that said (laughs) specifically that Nigerian men go to church to find to find ladies or find people that you want to date, not because they want to be in the church, like wow, (laughs) yeah Mm, mm, and sometimes mm. I joke about this with my boyfriend because when he came to church after that Sunday he was never in that church anymore he He
0: found you exactly so so it's
2: like I'm not even going to say come out here now and say that oh like meeting him in the church was like the best thing to happen it was just Mm. I don't know maybe some bit of luck getting Mm. to know him and and making that decision to, like, dating and everything was still some work that I had to do. But then mm. here, um, it's like, you don't get too many people that are committed to wanting to mm. do that work. yeah, As right. much as you want to. And, um, I don't want to sound like maybe a bit... I don't know if it's sexist or not feminist mm. or anything, but um, and that's um... Avoiding that work um, seems to be more on the male side than the female right. side. Right, that Where makes I feel sense. like the female, mm. yeah. They are usually more ready to put in that work and be serious. Male, mm. not so much. Um, mm. Yeah, I have my because, theories yeah. for
0: <laughs> and for why that's the case. Um, I think Toby, Toby might have an idea of my theories. Um, <laughs> but basically, if there's... I think we asked that question is because... I mean, I think what we'll asked the follow-up question because I know I've heard... From my friend, um, who is in UK, but she's been kind of a few times. I've heard from somebody else as well that like sometimes it can be quite difficult to find those looking, as we said, I, I've spoken about in our episode, episode five of the podcast, being single for those looking to find people partners. That it can be quite difficult because sometimes you know it's just um you know, finding a new person, a partner in a country where it's just quite massive and people are spread around. It, if you don't live like in those buzz zones it could be quite difficult um so for and maybe any and lady listening who is just trying to think i move moving to canada according to alumni fear not um <laughs> oh, there are men out there um
1: yeah you know, you know it, it's quite interesting because i think for a lot of folks living at this moment as well there's always a vibe of or, like, find your person before, before you, you go. Like, yeah, bro. Before you, before well. you go. There's, there, that there's that vibe. Or or there's another word people have thrown around now, which is, like, Jaguar compatible. So, you know, find, <laughs> find, find, like, like find someone that is kind of, like, on that same wavelength with you of wanting to go. You know, it's quite interesting because I was reading something. So there's something going on on Twitter today. I haven't seen the origin of it, but I've seen... So, like, people make comments about it, which is about, like, absent fathers and things like that. So people have been talking a lot about that today. Um, And the, the reason I'm bringing it up is because I think in the past, when families or people in families or fathers or anyone was really going to seek better opportunities, they were more willing to, like, just go on their own and then try and make something and then bring the mm. person over. Now in our generation, I think most people are more like, let, like, let's go together or let's do the process at the same time, which maybe is more beneficial and everything. But I think also maybe because those guys were not going because they wanted to like go completely. It was just to make a better life and probably come yeah. back and build roots and things so the dynamics of like immigration and everything is really changing bro it's mad because generation. I've also heard stories
0: yeah. that like there's some dads that like went and they got stuck there they can't come back again tonight, yeah, yeah. tonight right because there, there's because also, they're still no workout so like kids who haven't seen their parents yeah. in like years I'm like farms. 20, 20 odd like, years the jackpot struggle has been around for time and there's had implications that have been that have been very heavy for families yeah. you know yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it definitely has That's but like great. speaking of family like so so be gone sorry go on well, go on sorry no no you're gone bro
1: no no actually because I, I was just going to mention on the sort of like uh the dating thing as well because i also think it depends on the kind of person that you are individually and what you're looking for Um, uh, because some things are more in abundance in certain regions than others and if you're the kind of person that likes some quote-unquote kind of diversity and you're really just trying to run away from quote-unquote your roots or anything like you might find markets or some markets less i you trying to say if,
0: if you're a girl who's who open to dating white guys and, and other races no
1: that no no that's not what i'm saying because i was just looking from the guy's perspective but there is is part of it there's that what you've right. mentioned but that's not like the main reason i'm running i'm just saying like generally so for me the the struggle here has been i think in terms of what i'm looking for like I think I was saying this on one other episode that it's more likely for me to find this within someone that has like a similar background to me, not necessarily someone who's exactly Nigerian, but if we're going to do the odds, the odds that the person is Nigerian Nigerian, would probably be great. Yeah, Yeah. so all of those kind of things. And I'm kind of like in that phase where I'm really self-reflecting on that and trying to figure out, okay, like, is that, am I fine it being just that? Or, you know, do I really need to tweak some of the things that I'm looking for? and all of those things and again these are factors that we now have to consider because we're not in our home country right um um, and just as simple as honestly it doesn't even have to be you leaving the country maybe obviously if you moved from lagos to the north or something you can always maybe come back to where you are and you know find people and things like that but i'm just saying even me that is 45 minutes away Hmm. and although there's a lot of nigerians here I think it's just a very different dynamic altogether. And um yeah, it probably has added like what three, four, five X onto I guess the ideal timelines that someone like me might have been working with working before with, yeah. before sort of like, you know, migrating or doing things like that. But yeah, just wanted to throw that in there as well. well
0: yeah, there. Yes, have right. you uh, have you lost or more have you lost more or gained more friends
1: since you moved? Uh <laughs> <laughs> i guess it depends on the quality of friends you're measuring because i think there's a kind of yeah, friendship I w- that you, I would say you move more towards yeah. quality
0: than uh, just numbers uh, and acquaintances mm. and icebreaker break friends no
2: i think i have uh yeah i think i have lost more than i gained mm. in terms of like quality I, I, and i wouldn't say quality in terms of like the quality of the individuals i'll say like mm. the quality of the friendship itself like what mm. I was getting from some of the people that I knew in Nigeria that I've had to separate from, um, is not I it's not it's way better than mm. like what I'm getting from like most of the friendships here, uh-huh. basically. Uh-huh. And and uh-huh. I think that comes from like the whole like even Nigerians, like when we get here, I think we tend to also adapt that individualistic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like no matter how much mm-hmm. it is, is because so even if true. I say, Oh yeah, there's the Nigerian community, there is the church, everything, blah blah at the end of the day everybody's Every like, self. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Goes back to their own um corner and deal with their their the stuff themselves. So that way the, the quality of friendship is not the same. Yeah. That's a very yeah. um, modern point. as what you yeah, as what, as what you're used to um, initially. So I would say I, I, I lost more from leaving mm. Nigeria than I gained here. But mm. at the same time, I would say maybe I'm... I don't know if I would say it's also because I'm growing, so...
1: There's also that... There's also, yeah, there that well.
2: part where you are also trying to... Filter. Filter, yes. You're trying to mm. filter. You're trying to make sure that you're not letting in some negativity or some vibes that yeah. that may not be agreeing with your with your spirit at that point so it's like um, yeah it might be yeah. like both of them um working mm. together Both both might be contributing factors but yeah i think i, I did lose um yeah you know, then again
1: well it, like this point is interesting because um Obviously, I have friends that are still in Nigeria, but even they're already experiencing that loss of friendship because most of the guys that they're friends with are either Jackbine yeah. or, you know, are, are jackpawed already. And, you know, for me, I like to think of these things in terms of long term effects because we don't really know what like now we're saying that we're looking back and saying, oh, fathers that left and left their families the long-term effect was that they were kind of like absentee fathers Mm. i'm not sure they entered that situation projecting that was what was going to happen so i'm now looking at what's happening in our generation where you know we don't have if you look at weddings and things like that from our parents and aunties there's always this like community feeling oh i've known you since you were a kid all of those things and you know they're able to come around and support even when it comes to raising kids and all of these things and so we're now stuck in this generation where we've not grown up in these environments to build maybe some of these necessary tools capable to do things alone as they would do people that grew up there. So you're yeah, moving context, but you're now stuck in this environment and you're losing your your close ties. Um yes, you might still mm. talk. There's technology that makes things yeah. easy. You can call, but it's still very different. Yeah. So I'm like just trying to project 20 years down the line, right? Because even if and what, what you mentioned again um about even Nigerians, once they get there, still adopt this. The environment influences how they decide to... Yes, they might not be as individualistic. Yeah, they might not be as individualistic as the, you know, maybe Canadians and things like that. But there's an element of it that is very different from when you're back home. And so I'm thinking, I know people are saying, oh, yes, let's all jackpot together and then we'll congregate when we get there. But from what you're saying, (laughs) from what you're saying, like, that congregation doesn't exactly happen, right? So... And then I'm now saying, considering that now looking, you know, 15, 20 years down the line, like what does that mean for our generation and, you know, the relationships and every other thing that we're sort of like building? And it's partly a scary thought. Um, Even though I'm the kind of person that tends to want to do things on my own and all of those things, I still understand the value of some of these other connections. And even within my family as well, I'm seeing that, okay, for example, um, some of my family is in Nigeria, are in the UK. And some of the kids have never seen each other, right? Yeah. So, yes, we do we do Zoom calls and, you know, we have fun and they know themselves. But they've never actually been in the same room together. And, yeah, just thinking about when you were growing up, how, yeah, living in your cousin's house for Christmas, you exactly. yeah, doing all of those things. And those things affect mm-hmm. how we live our lives as adults. And I think that's one part that I'm just... It's like, but do, we don't exactly have a choice because, you know, everybody has to kind of like survive in this Bro, world honestly, and like, things, man. The
0: Nigerian dream is equivalent to a broken family. That's how mm. I kind of see it now because mm. the the pursuit of ambitions that your parents push for you is is, a, is an equal acceptance of defeat of the fact that your family's going to be broken up one way or the other. And the mm. Nigerian jackpot system is mm. also is, a, is also equivalent to a broken community because that can be formed locally. But again, one can argue mm. that the greater effects, positive side could be if the dreams come true for half of people who live, then there could be some level of reward structure that they bring back to the continent or to the homeland later in the future. I don't know whether that's, that's going to happen. I don't know. Hopefully I'm alive mm. to see if that happens. Um, If not, I'll find out wherever I am. Um, <laughs> yeah. But i am like, for you, what's the dream? <laughs> what's the dream? What's the... uh? you're there now settled what's the dream what do you hope you get out of this sorry for the deep question but i just I'm just,
2: <laughs> just to, um, to, to wrap things so up. like um when you say dream like maybe where i i feel like i want to be in the next couple of years
0: or... yep i mean i don't i don't i don't necessarily mean like work-wise um not to go that linkedin-y um <laughs> not not work-wise but i mean just like for me, I think about, like... Maybe dream, answer like, first. Okay, yeah, so for maybe, me, I, I yeah, think for yeah. me, it's like, when, when I think about my life, so I think, okay, where am I going to be? Location physically, right? In like 20 years. And, 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 and who am I going to identify as? Am I going to be a Nigerian man who lives in the UK and just goes home every three months? Or oh, twice a year, once a year. Who has stuff in Nigeria that has connections with it? Maybe I have a land, a business, whatever. Or, or am I going to be a, a fully-fledged um, man? Maybe we live in a different country uh, that's not Nigeria as well. Or am I going to be a full UK citizen who um, I have no more ties um, mm-hmm. back home? And my family, what would they look like? Would they look like a full-fledged Nigerian family? Um, would they be family of the future in terms of kids with curly, curly locks as we see on TV and, <laughs> and having a relation to Nigeria, you know, also like who, who would I be as a person? Would I be, would I be one of those men who, you know, feel like, okay, well, I think I've made it if I, if I have a comfortable life in the UK or wherever I am, where I just have a house, a chilled, um, a chilled normal three bed house has santa family will have and i'm walking my dog when i'm 50 is that is that is that gonna be it or is it gonna be something else where i'm still pushing to the top and whatever my enterprise is so i mean i don't have my figured out yet as you can see i, I give like many options <laughs> i'm asking if you have any of these thoughts as well because um,
2: yeah yeah i do have this thought um i feel like at some point i have assumed that okay what the future looks like would be um me having a family here, then visiting Nigeria once in a while and then coming back and all that and then yeah, having my kids here who speak phonetics and speak better than me. <laughs> asking me to shut up all those things. Standard. But <laughs> 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 But like um sometimes and when I have this thought sometimes I also think of the fact that um what if nigeria is better at the time i think my dream would be to have made enough money here to be able to move back to nigeria like i would um i mean i don't know how easily the educational system in nigeria is going to develop over the years to meet up with mm. foreign standards um if not like my kids would probably school here but then like for me as an adult at like 50 or something, I think I would want to live in Nigeria. I would want to live with my people. Mm. Um, yeah, I would want to, you know, I don't know. I'd want to like go out, step out and see, you know, people that look like me where I don't have mm-hmm. to sort of rehearse. uh communication. I mean, I feel like maybe after so many years of course I would have been used to yeah. it and everything. But mm. I just I don't know. I guess what that is inherently projecting is a bit of like fear that I don't know how much I'm going to get used to this place enough to be, be like hundred percent comfortable yeah. and yeah and make it feel like I don't know how much I'm going to be able to turn this place to my home. So mm-hmm. if in if by the time I'm fifty, like Nigeria is working, I think I would probably rather go back to Nigeria. Mm. Um, mm. but I don't know, if I'm fifty and somehow I don't know, racism mm. and all the stress does not exist, then <laughs> <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. maybe
2: <laughs> maybe I'll stay back. Still stay I back. don't know. But um <sighs> Yeah, so I, I think like you said, like it's not it's not easy to sort of make like a hundred percent conclusion because mm. things are changing, places are evolving, Nigeria yeah. is terrible now, but like when I'm fifty might not be yeah. it might not be as terrible, right? Yeah. And
3: yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, going going back to going back there and just living comfortably with your people and having that community. And you know your own home. It's I don't know. It will (laughs) feel really better. I don't know. That's what I I think about. Mm. Doesn't mean that I don't want Canadian citizenship. In case you are to discover that I want your citizenship.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Do you know what? What's interesting here and the two things that pop up in my head are Wallay number one, the sliding versus deciding thing we spoke about on the last episode. Mm. Even though, even though that was regarding sort of like... um you know, Relationships, and I think, cohabitation and things like that. Um, there's still the sliding and deciding effect of also where you decide to stay and live and build your life because, you know, do you decide this is what I'm definitely going to do or it sounds like most people are actually just sliding towards a natural kind of let's see how things go. But I also thought about as you were talking to about if at 50 you decide to come back, for your kids, like, Canada will probably be all that they've ever kind of known. Mm. So it then becomes are you like that's the yeah, other part right and if you decide to leave them it then goes back to Wale's point about the fractured family thing yeah. and I'm like why are we like what? <laughs> why, is right. why is this something yeah. why is this something that we now somehow have to work out I guess each generation and time period has the challenges of its time um, but I don't know. It feels like our parents definitely had it a lot easier. I don't know. Maybe. Well, we'll do that episode.
0: 100%. 100%. Nobody we're can do tell that... me anything. 100%. It's
1: like.
0: Even one, like. Okay. Let me read about this first fight.
1: Yeah. Before you, before you before jump. Yeah. yeah. But, but we'll definitely do that episode where we really just get like boomers and, you know, the older guys. Bro, I've been
0: trying, man. It's hard.
1: Yeah. 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 Just, actually, just because... a,
0: a, a, quick, a quick shout out. If you know any person over age 55, True who you think can come on the podcast and have mm-hmm. and just work out Zoom. That's like, can they work out Zoom independently? <laughs> just reach out to me, please. I beg. Continue.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like, because I'm just realizing there's just so many other variables, but obviously what gets projected in the media are mostly the monetary conversations and, oh, let's survive and do all these yeah. things. But as we all know, there's so much more connected to yeah. life and everything else. And it's getting... I don't want to use the word scary, but it's getting, it's getting, getting. That's what I would say because like, I'm just like, you're you just, this conversation just made me think about some other things that I've not even really considered, considered as well. yeah. Right. Yeah. And I'm just like, but everybody's just like, you know what? First, let me just, and that's probably a valid strategy. Let me get out first. Cause I didn't yes, think yeah. if you're trying to survive, you can't really think about anything else. So maybe, you know, get to that comfortable environment, but I think, yeah, there's these other things that we kind of like need to figure out. And maybe we choose to just slide into whatever comes, you know, in and stuff. Because, you know, people have said this thing as you would always feel like a second class citizen and whatnot. But that means different things to different people. Some people don't yeah. want any sense of ownership and they're pretty fine as long as they're comfortable. Other people want this sense of I can just do anything I want. Yeah. Um. And so I I guess to each their own. But it's like you've said, you know, when you're speaking to people and even listening and trying to get advice or whatnot, have your filters up and really, maybe decide going into the conversation what you're really looking for, and you know know how you filter and categorize the answers you're getting. Because, again, like it's I don't know it's it's interesting, but our generation has a lot to figure out as well. Yes, we do. That's we that's, do. that's
0: that's like three three podcast episodes in one. You just love the other, <laughs> um, that's 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 a lot. Um, all yeah. I'm the, just a few questions to let you go, but I think okay. this one I think I should ask actually about regarding racism, um. I don't want to say obviously, let me let me let me speak speak like an academic and ask if you ever ever experienced racism. But if you have though, like can you recall the shock feeling? I say shock because it doesn't compare to any of your experienced in Nigeria, regardless of tribalism that may exist. But can you can you recall the shock feeling and describe that feeling you had when when you felt you were just being obviously discriminated against based on your skin color?
2: Um it was it was it was pain actually because i cried <laughs> and and then i think like the the thing um like it, it played out like over a period of time and i guess i guess there is also like a a, a shock aspect to it because like for for most of the time that this played out I made excuses on behalf of the person that was Mm. (laughs) literally describing, because I was thinking, oh, there might be some other reasons why it's doing this. Maybe it's this, maybe it's that. And then, you know, it kept on happening. And then it was more like, as I thought of an excuse, something happened to tell me that that's not why. mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. You know, that's not... And then at the end of the day, I then had it up to here. And then I just like bust into tears i have to take myself out of the situation and all of that and and the thing is like i would i would say that no matter how much a system here as at now hopefully Mm. in the next few years when we go back to this podcast is not the same but no matter (laughs) no matter how much um a system tries to portray itself as oh we don't discriminate um we don't support racism, everybody is equal, yeah, blah, 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 all those things. It's, you still encounter some of these things. 100%. Whether in micro form or in major forms. And we, have some, we are then tasked with the emotional weight of trying to figure out how to deal with the situation in the best way that, like, favors you, I guess. Yeah. Sort of like where you don't become mm. where you don't become the object that everybody's like I don't know <laughs> watching out for or, or like you don't become the center of, uh, of attention or mm. something or like mm. yes, it's not like because it's not because everybody says, oh, report this, report that, report this. It's not so easy to just so, like yeah. stand up and go report somebody because Hmm. for example like the racism thing that one that i do remember the particular one that's the first one that i said that made me hmm. bust into, into tears i mean i wouldn't even say that was the first one i feel like there are some subtle ones where like you get into the bus and somebody stands up when you sit down all those hmm. things i feel like those ones i'm just like
0: you know for me for me for me for me, business. That, for me for me for me my heart is very weak even though i may seem like <laughs> like i'm a tough guy i'm not but that mm. one, that one for me is very hard. Like so I sit and someone gets up, it's hard to, it's hard, to, it's hard to take in. Because I can't. It's hard, any, anybody who has experienced this probably understand. You probably understand. I think yeah. the idea that your presence makes another mm. human being, your innocent mm. presence yeah.
3: mm.
0: makes another human being, comfortable to the point where by the shift away from comfort, bro, that thing is is mm. deep. It's, it's, it's deep. deep because you woke up that morning, just thinking <laughs> about yourself and going about your day. Yeah, yeah.
2: Mm. yes. And
0: you have uh, that brief, brief encounter with them, and they just and, just, and that's and you know, like
2: yeah, mm. it ruins your day. It's yes. done. It that yeah, that happens definitely. Like I it could even be literally walking on the road. Like there was one day I was taking a walk, and I think what made me know that the lady was just pretty much being whatever she is was. Um, I was trying to figure out um the turn to take, so whether I was the left or the right, and then you know how this Google Map thing does, where like you the have to re- direction start re- to move around. So yeah. yeah, so you have to move yourself to know where. It's where going. Yeah, yeah. So I started switching from the left sidewalk to the right sidewalk and to the left sidewalk. I think I did that switch like four different times, and then this woman was actually also switching. So when I go to the right. She goes <laughs> to the right. It was crazy, and we were the only. It was Mama, the, mommy, Mama. Was I'm evening. dead. We were, the, <laughs> we were the only ones on the road, and she kept switch. And I'm like, you must think I'm stupid not to know that. The fact, and it that wasn't like, the fact that after the first anything, one, she
0: didn't just say, "You know what? Whatever happens, happens." Just let me go. Know, just right? let me yeah. go.
2: <laughs> she just kept I wasn't. I wasn't in company. So that oh, maybe we were many, so she felt overwhelmed. I, it was just both of us on that road, and I was just like wearing like normal evening walk around I think, like clothes training clothes she was also taking a walk too because she looked like she was in like active wear or something mm. so I'm not I'm not sure where she did <laughs> so those kind of things right you know you're that it was an evening I was taking a walk I was trying to cool down and then you encounter that and it's uh, just like uh. like mm. why like that wasn't mm. necessary so it's like, yeah, all of the subtle ones, but the one that I did encounter and everything um the first time was in school, and it's like I thought so many times like, should I report this situation, should I report the situation? And I don't know, something in me just told me to let it go at the time, and then a few months after that, only for um a group of students in school to like come together to form this um. Um, I cannot remember the name right now. I don't. I, I don't want to call them out, so it's not. So, yeah. so they, yeah, yeah, they um, they came together to form this um, I don't know what I'll call like a temporary organization to fight against like racism in school and okay. actually um, t- making the school accountable because apparently a lot of people report racist encounters and nothing is done about it. Yeah,
0: Canada is quite... Uh, I've, I've heard a lot of um stories about universities.
2: So, yeah, so it's like... Yeah, so there's that nice PR, but then mm. it's like when it comes to taking the responsibility and actually acting or doing something about it, not really much is being done. done. So it's like if students, like, had it up to here and they had this, then that means... And then, you know, in that kind of situation now, if I had made that report right, and the thing just fizzled out and nothing was done, mm. then mm. I would have been, like, the center of it, because cause obviously when they are doing investigation for those kind of things, they will be like, oh, they need to interview everybody mm. <laughs> yeah you know so the vibe around me would change
0: yeah People would,
2: yeah like
0: there's sometimes when you report something for justice you become a victim by reporting exactly
2: yeah. exactly and so. you're just
0: like do i just want to become a victim twice
2: <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> mm. yeah mm. so those are the things that, that and that's why i say like it becomes a lot of work on your end because you have to then sit down and ask yourself like which is the um <laughs> Less poison or Less, Yeah, yeah. yeah the, like, <laughs> lesser yeah. evil. Yeah. Lesser yeah. evil. Um, should I report? Should I not? Should I just let it go? Should I not? And I think a lot of times we've always had to let it go because the mm. system doesn't really
0: mm. help. Yeah, I don't help.
2: Know, help that much. <laughs> so I've got like so, yeah. like like
0: mm. two questions. And the last one is probably a non-Canada question, but the one I'm gonna ask we okay. so we did an episode with Ayotunde. Bless her I think I should text her actually, see how she's doing. Um, I think it was in, she was based in Germany. This was three seasons ago, Toby. When was this? Season yeah, four. Um, there it was five. About some same. of the archives, yeah. and we asked her. So there's this um, John Berry who, who did a work um piece of work on immigration and and acculturation, and he found like there's like three foster edges that immigrants often adopt. One of one of four when they move to a new place, right? And one involves integration, where pretty much you. What does it say here? You maintain an old culture while adopting a new culture. Okay. Right? Um, assimilation is you reject the old culture, which is Nigeria in this case, while adopting yeah. the new one, which is Canada. Separation is you, reject, you maintain the old one while rejecting the new one. Right? Hmm. And marginalization is you reject both old and new cultures. So yeah, on one yeah. end, yeah. for the first one, you either maintain your, your Nigerian culture and you adopt the new culture as well. Assimilation, you reject Nigerian culture and you adopt Canadian culture. Separation, you maintain Nigerian culture while you reject Canadian culture and finally you reject both. So where do you, where do you fit in that matrix, do you think?
2: Um, I think it's... Um, uh, so I, I would say that like I don't have 100% on both ends. So there are some things in Nigerian culture that I have definitely maintained. Maintained. And, mm. yeah, and there's some things in this culture that I've definitely taken in taken in um right, and I think like one of the things that I'll call out or call myself out on is like mm. expression like seeing seeing the mm. way people express themselves um in Nigeria, probably because I grew up around I don't know my parents and mm. other people that you know think like that and all that, but you know. You see someone covered in a lot of tattoos. You already sort of have this ah yeah yeah, mm, yeah, yeah. yeah. conclusion in your head that this person is definitely not good. It's a rebel a or is on <laughs> 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 or, <laughs> or, <laughs> or like the person is on dreads. Literally, a man that made his hair wearing earrings, <laughs> or ladies that pierce their nose mm. or pierce that belly button, everything. So. And th- that's just like examples of the ones that we see in Nigeria. But yeah, but when you get here, you see that there are different, many different ways that people sort of express so self-expression, right? And it's not mm. a lot of that self-expression that we em- really embrace in Nigeria, which is funny because in Nigeria, a lot of like our culture cultures um is this just, have those yeah. kind of like dressing and everything. I don't know mm. where we sort of like deviated from that. But mm-hmm. anyways, <laughs> but typically in Nigeria, you have that um. The assumption that mm. so you see someone yeah, expressing themselves yeah. very differently from what is considered the norm. Mm. Um, mm. and then getting here, you realize that no, these people are not terrible. Yeah, they're just like <laughs> normal. <more>, <laughs> yeah. no <more> <laughs> they're just like yeah. they're just like me and you, you know, like that's just how they're able to yeah. express themselves. That's their sense of fashion and everything. Mm. Even like in Nigeria, how mm. like if a lady just decides that they're picking um in fashion sense that is more considered more um
1: conservative or more on yeah.
2: Yeah. And then it's like um here on the other side, like if you somebody that is wearing something that is not as conservative, you know, all of those impressions mm. that mm. that we had is something that here I just learned to let go of. Mm. Because mm-hmm. and then sometimes when I think about it, I think of how like there's this um uh sorry, I just lose my words sometimes. But there's this reinforced um reinforced um mm, sorry. Like, there's this reinforced imagination, Yeah, i I'll explain myself. Yeah. That <laughs> that we have. So, you know how like um f- for example, a guy has dreads out, makes dreads, steps out. Because of that assumption that we already have about that, about that person, there's a certain way that we act towards that person. Yep. And sometimes mm-hmm. that person has to almost defend themselves, themselves all the time mm-hmm. yeah. from that type yeah. of behavior. And then if that becomes like their reality, always having to defend themselves. They become So even yeah. when they meet someone That's that doesn't like really that. Yeah. do... Yeah. They have that defense already built up. So you now take that defense as bad behavior and then that reinforces... Them again. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. anybody that wears this or does this mm. acts like mm. this. So... These and uh, these are things that I just I don't know. Sometimes yeah. I think about and I, I've uh, just like learned to let go of because yeah. I know that mm. in Nigeria I had those things. Like even if I won't say it to their face, yeah. I just sort of had it in my in my head. But here I've come to realize that you know, it's mm. just um mm. Mm. a self expression. Mm. It's not. So that's yeah. one thing I. But one thing I didn't throw away is food sha because. <laughs> you're <laughs> one of those. <laughs> <laughs> the food it's not great. I those. think like yeah, Canada as a country particularly doesn't have good food. Like they don't they don't have like any cultural meal. Like if you want to eat something good at a restaurant, you're either going to like a continental Chinese
1: restaurant, Chinese, and things barbecue,
2: like that an Italian restaurant. Like there's nothing like
1: Canadian Canadian.
0: But in dishes. the end, yeah, low key, like that's also the UK as well for the most part, to be honest. Um, mm, it's yeah, else.
1: fish and chips, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and yeah. the potatoes I mean, and they everything. do make a good roast. Yeah.
0: I think I like a roast yeah. now. If a roast is made well. I will I would yeah. eat that. I had roast for Christmas and boy was it good. But again, my tongue has yeah. acculturated as, as well. Yeah. Yeah,
2: um, yeah. I, yeah. I, I would I won't lie. Um there are things that I eat now that I don't think uh, like I would have probably squeezed my face if you gave it to me in Nigeria. Um so, mm-hmm. but <laughs> so I, I w- picked up yeah, some yeah. of their meals. I would never ever my eat my house
0: Brussels sprouts or cauliflower mm-hmm. still
2: you just just oh, broccoli
0: no broccoli I'm I'm, I'm 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 having a good like we're, we're becoming good good friends now
1: experimental yeah friends. we're, we're going through a talking yeah. stage now History. broccoli
0: <laughs> but cauliflower and brussels sprouts nah brussels just shoot yeah. me shoot yeah. me yeah. yeah so are you are you also an artist so wait, wait,
1: if, okay okay um
0: Cause your bio says artist. To be sorry, you can continue after after this. <laughs>
2: um. Yeah. No. 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 Yeah. So every time someone asks me this question, I feel very guilty because like I've not really dedicated so much time ah. to being an artist. I don't know why it's in my bio, but um, sometimes yeah, I sing. Um, oh, nice. I write songs sometimes. They write songs too. Um. I have. Yes. Sometimes they don't see the light of day. Sometimes some people get it, but I don't know. <laughs> um. But um. Yeah, that happens. Um so like for example recently I think yeah this year, um I released a song with so. one of my friends here with who is a producer. Um What's yeah, it called? Yeah it's um Love Over Me.
0: Okay. Spotify? That's
2: yeah, it's on Spotify. Um Kids is the artist's name.
0: Ah, that's it. Plug
1: yeah, that's it. <laughs> just you just to her to place like. Yeah, it? that's
2: me. Oh wow, you look like, you
1: look like a proper like superstar. <laughs> <laughs> I think I remember the photoshoots. You dropped some of the pictures on Twitter as well. I think I remember. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, I, yeah, I, I yeah. had to do
2: because like my friend was like, okay, you cannot. You have to be yeah. some sort of, um, I don't know. I really yeah. don't know what the p- i I've not really <laughs> figured out the o p r around thing. Oh my an god, artist,
0: you're giving me like Tia Savage vibes. Two or Savage vibes. I swear I'm to God. <laughs>
2: Everybody
0: says that, I'm like, at this point, girl, we got a superstar on the podcast finally. I was,
1: no, I actually, you're s- second, superstar it, like,
0: after David.
1: <laughs> after David, David. <laughs> yeah, we, we had David Kurtz and as well, yeah. But yeah. cool, cool, cool. Um, so I, I was gonna mention the thing about okay, well, so, you know, you need to stop. So, is it okay, okay if I if I
0: Okay, okay, okay. You
1: have to stop playing it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it always affects me editing it at the end of the day. was uh, for everyone listening, um, the 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 something's called about... Love Over
0: Me, Dam- Lam- Lammy Kate and Dozy Beats, Love Over, Over Me. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Well yes, done. We'll, Looks we'll pretty plug good. It in the, sounds good as
1: well. Yeah, you I know, think as well. Yeah, um, before wrap up, because we've actually been on here for, <laughs> for a minute, but I was going to say something about the sort of like um, self expression theme. And okay. it's, it's interesting that you don't exactly have to leave the continent. Um, to really get that sort of like feeling is what i've realized as well because when i came here to ghana or when i went to kenya at some point you know you see some of those things in your face but not with the reaction that you expect right so tattoos are, and and kenya are like you know five and six right almost everyone oh. sort of like has a tattoo but it's a, like you said a form of self expression. very even different from the tattoo culture in like the u.s and places like that um and just very very different things and i think um, this is just a, I guess, word, not a word of advice or anything to anybody, but, you know, exposing your mind and if you can travel, even if it's locally, do that because that also helps you understand, you know, mm. people and other things a lot better. There's just this weirdness that comes about when you're stuck in your comfort zone, when it comes to people that is not really healthy to carry on. Like, and you might not be found out until like later and it might, I won't say it might be too late, but you don't want to get exposed where. There's not a safe space for you to, like, you know, relearn some of the mm, lessons mm, that you need mm. to learn is what I would say. But, but yeah, just something to keep in mind. Because um, at the end of the day, everything that you think is subtle, that, oh, I'm just Nigerian and that's how I am. It's blown way out of <laughs> of context when you leave, right? So something mm. that you do in Nigeria that someone will probably give you a slap on the wrist that, oh, it's fine. You go over there or go outside of your primary environment yeah, and criminal. it's a very, very big yeah. deal in some kind of ways, right? Funny enough, oh, oh, like, I think in the world, because even people from the other side come in here, I think that's also things that people need to practice because that's how you face a lot of this other, like, yeah. you know, bad, the bad side is, is that everybody's just so caught up in their own world um, that you don't take enough time to really consider everything else and how that plays a part. We just wanted to mention that.
0: Mm, mm, word, word, yeah. word. Um, yes. Yeah. Honestly, like, you're, I think you're one of the few guests that, because most guests, I think I tend to know them more than Toby. It's like always a seven percent 30%, if not, it's 20 mm-hmm. ratio. Um, but I think, yeah, I think you've been a great guest, to be honest. And I think, I'm glad you shared your stories in a very elaborate way. Um, yeah. It's always good to hear about Canada from a different lens. Because I, I, I heard a lot about Canada from different people. I, I think your lens as well has always, mm-hmm. been, always been different to what I've heard in some area, whether it's about the finance, whether it's about your experience in university. Because obviously I I am doing I've done a PhD, so I, I'm I've thought about academia in Canada as well at some point. Yeah. So that's interesting to see. Um and I and I'm glad because mm. I think in your own case, like I think one thing that struck me as well from the conversation was that you kind of accept that there is still a lot of variety or there's still a lot of sliding that might happen as well. And and you kind of understand mm. that your own journey is unique. Even though people might have lessons, advice, oh, here's the right way to live in Canada, here's the right way to become a Canadian. I think you've struck me as somebody who you mm-hmm. still, you take that on one hand and but still On the other hand, you go with what you can find on your own and merge what's relevant to you. And I think that's very important because moving to a new country, most people follow words often blindly, follow lessons blindly. And I think it can lead down a, a hole that they don't need to end up in you know so so i really appreciate that of course thanks for giving your time two hours on a call i think i I think i think i think it's a new record for us actually Two hours, oh, wow. yeah. I, us, I think yeah, I've never seen of, like, two o one o one on my on my timer before. On oh my timer, so yeah, so yeah, here's yeah, a new record. Yeah, so you, yeah. I mean, it, um white distinctions your school record <laughs> distinctions. This one, this one again. So and then you, you've done you know, I running. think I, I, I think you just keep hitting the bar wherever you go. So so big up to you on Amazing. that on, on on that one, and yeah. obviously I think we we'll still have a lot of Canadian um, listeners as well because from our data. So I think I like to link people up. So if anybody wants to follow you on Instagram, they can find you at... Lamykate. Lamykate. Lamy-Kate. So that's L-A-M-Y-K-A-T. Yeah. Is Kate your middle name?
2: Yeah. Um, Not my middle name. It's okay. like one of the last names my parents just said too.
0: Ad ah, okay, uh, <laughs> okay, but I just picked it <laughs> out. Yeah it, it, many yeah. It well. yeah, it works well, it yeah. works well, it works well, it works well, but yeah, yeah. love it. Thank you so much for your time as well. And I know it's about 4 p.m. over there, so probably have some some catching catch up to do your day. But thank you so much for coming. I'm going to give you a follow on Instagram. I hope everyone who listens as well can do the same as well. And your song, yeah. I'm going to add your song to my playlist, mm-hmm. Superb okay. Two or 7 Vibes. <laughs>
2: Thank you. Nice, nice, nice. But yeah, thank you so much
0: and have a good day and Uh, have a good week. And thanks for joining the podcast. All right, goodbye, everybody. Thank
2: you. Thank you so much. All right, then. (laughs) Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye.
0: And now, a personal note to you, our listeners, to you listening right now. Thank you for listening to this episode of the LOPO podcast. Now, we know that in our culture of 30-second content and quick sound bites, it makes it really hard to pay attention to longer-form discussions. So regardless of what brought you here, we are grateful for your time. Do give us a five-star rating and review if you like this episode. Also, be sure to continue the conversation with your friends, your family, and your colleagues. Another way to support us is by subscribing to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you're listening right now. We release new episodes every Monday. But don't forget to follow us at the Yellow Pill Pod on Instagram and at Yellow Pill underscore pod on Twitter to stay in touch with us during the week. Once again folks, thank you for taking Yellow Pill with us today. I'm your co-host Wally as always and right next to me is Toby. And we both wish you the very best in the coming weeks. Till next time, peace and love, people. Peace and love.